well, well. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 39 of the What the Sheep podcast, where we will be discussing and breaking down and genuinely freaking out over Critical Role Campaign 2 episode 129. It feels like every time we have a new episode and I have to say, like, the Critical Role episode title, it's just, it, it, it trips me up every time how many episodes we are actually in into this campaign yeah. it's actually pretty crazy yeah and it's it just keeps going too at this point yeah like, yeah and you know what no no end in sight no end in sight yeah. and yes as adam has said it is also their sixth anniversary yeah oh man role. i was talking about that yesterday to um my mom about oh yeah they've just celebrated their sixth anniversary like the fifth one felt like two months ago yeah like it, yeah that was uh that was episode 99 uh just mm-hmm. before the dragon turtle and i was like yeah wow. <laughs> yeah wait yeah because i think we're coming up on almost a year since they've they went on their you know their really long yeah. break because of everything um, yeah yeah wow that oh gosh that means in a few months we're going to be coming up on a whole year where they haven't been at the table live yeah oh it's so sad it is, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be back. Yeah, so much. I'm, I'm just loving chat at the moment. Jacob in chat has not seen the episode yet, and ah. everyone's being so kind with their not spoilers, but also their like just uh, teasing yeah. Jacob a little bit with yeah. the wait, so you died. <laughs> there will so there will be spoilers. There will be spoilers in this podcast. Yeah, so if you haven't seen the episode and you don't want to be spoiled. I am letting you know now that we will be talking about who died. Yeah. Ah. Anyways, I'm just delaying the inevitable this episode. Oh boy. But let let's we'll start on a yeah. more on a more lighthearted, you know, part of this episode, and that was Team Happy Funball and all of the shenanigans they got up to inside Halas's Archmage's Bane. Isn't that oh weird when the lighthearted part of the episode is a team going into the happy fun ball? Right. Like that place is ridiculous. It is no good. It is bad news. Yeah. Bad news bears. And it was funny because I feel like, at least for me personally, last week when we were kind of we were kind of talking about Team Happy Fun Ball, mm-hmm. I wasn't worried at all. I was like, oh yeah, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be in and out. It'll be totally fine. Yeah. And then it's like when they're in that first chamber already struggling with the first door i was like oh no is the whole episode gonna be them trying to get out i think we assumed that we're gonna like bamf into the study yeah um forgetting that they had to go through that the tapestry room but yeah that was i was getting like actually nervous because they weren't getting through it and then once mm-hmm. the lockpick broke i was just like oh they <sighs> might have to go another way they might this might yeah. take a really long time mm-hmm. um and yeah, as Matthew in chat says, it's doors. It's always doors. The doors all over again. But then that also, I, I, yeah, I was also worried because I was like, oh, yeah, what if they have to go another way and it takes even longer? Because then I'm realizing, like, wait, like every hour here is about a day outside. Yeah. So they are they are killing a lot of time here. A lot, a lot of time. Um, but no, it was great. It, like it was lighthearted because it yeah. was even though it was stressful and there was a potential of them getting stuck for a little bit, it was still really kind of 
fun. Um, those three characters together, uh, yeah, like they play off each other so well. Um, I loved Yasha's inspiration for Bo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like inspiration. Yeah. I don't actually have anything. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Um, yeah, it wasn't no, sweet um and freaking uh the you know the, the chamber being filled with fire and then being like oh wouldn't it be nice if we had that <laughs> ring of fire resistance it's uh, my favorite thing oh. it's so good uh it's got the best like anytime it's it's uh, i don't know what to compare it to but it's anytime it's brought up now it's it lands so perfectly yep. um as a joke just because it is <laughs> Such it's just it's so people. perfect it's so perfect yeah. and just that i oh <laughs> uh, it's, but it's it's mostly travis's reaction yeah. every time that it's brought up is what makes it so so good it's the strongest sense of buyer's remorse but it's like it's beyond remorse at this point it's yeah. like like yeah it's <laughs> it's just it's it's become a part of his identity now at this point yeah it's it's who it's who travis is this is travis's legacy now moving yeah. forward <laughs> this room. but you know eventually they do get this door open and they yes. unfortunately sever the connection so between cool. the two rooms that's such a cool that's such a cool like mechanic that that brought in mm -hmm. um the idea that like yeah you if, if you actually break the doorway the tether's broken um i didn't think i could be as stressed as when that happened. I also I didn't later in the episode. I could yeah. be way more stressed, but True. that was scary. True. The thought of like falling between the rooms in the happy fumble. What would that even yeah. look like? I um, probably just as he described it, it's just like a, a void. It's it's nothingness. Ugh. Yeah. Don't don't like the what kind of creatures maybe dwell within within the void. Oh God. That, uh. Yeah. Well, luckily we don't have to. Uh, we don't have to worry about that. We don't have to. We, there are there are more pressing things that we that yeah. that we have to worry about. But it is interesting that just ripping a door off its its hinges is enough to sever ties between between yeah. rooms. And that's their main entryway too. So yeah. if they want to go back, they're going to have to explore some other avenues. They're gonna yeah. They'll take the long way around. Definitely be interesting, and I should have, I should have known, because Ford is is with this group that it wouldn't just be all right. Let's go from point A to point B, because Ford is all about, all about see, seeing what what's what's what, and you know. Um, I love watching Laura in that scene. Once they do get to the library and they're talking about the books, Laura, that scene, she's just like, yeah. go, like, just yeah. go. And they're like, oh, I'll, I'll, we'll go look at a book each. And she's so yeah. frustrated. It's so funny to watch. I don't know how she was feeling. She looks so frustrated. Um, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, no, go. Uh, mm -hmm. was, yeah, that was really funny. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, they... It, it's such a it's such an innocent thing it's like oh let's just let's just look at these books and i i was i was here for it. i i was stressed but i thought it was hilarious that they wanted to take the time yeah. to do that but at the same time they're also you know seconds are minutes and hours yeah. outside so it's just like okay all right take a look like at the books and let's go they brought up too like well yusa's been through here if yusa didn't yep. take these books 
either they're going to be worthless or there's going to be something yep. about them that's like not safe to take. Nope. Um, <laughs> ah. You still left the books for a reason, exactly, Lucas. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But hey, oh my gosh. no one, no one said, no one said they had high wisdom. I think, I mean, Bo obviously has stellar wisdom, but I think both Yasha and Ford are both uh, lacking in the wisdom yeah. department. I I really enjoyed them talking about Caleb back in the first room, mm-hmm. and they're all saying like, uh, like Bo's like he sent me in here, like gosh, I'll go in, Bo, and they're like, oh yeah, well let's just think about Caleb. It's all the fire in this room. Yeah, um, yeah, that was that was really fun. But no, that's it's it's almost too perfect. Three books yep. in the room, three characters. Mm-hmm. In the room. Matt knows exactly. Matt, he knows he knows he knows he knows what kind of players they are too. Yeah. Did we encounter one of those golems before? No. Because we no. we encountered like the more mechanical, yeah, arcane golems, not whatever yeah, that was. Yeah, and then the ma- the magical golems, and yeah. So this was just like a clay golem. Uh, yeah. Pr- presumably, it was just yeah. a basic clay golem, um, which is, yeah, which is like, Halas is a creep. <laughs> Yeah, he's just got yeah. golems. He's a weirdo. He's he's a weirdy. Yeah, super super wizardy, but like, damn dude, <laughs> chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calm down, Alaz. All right, it's just you here. Don't gotta do all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, but I do love that as it's just as it reveals itself. They're like, all right, that's it. We're out. Let's go. Yeah, we don't have we don't have time to fight this thing. Ah, yeah, we might have overstepped our bounds here. Yeah, should have uh, you um, know listen to our intuition i I really appreciate travis in this scene constantly saying like has anything changed that's like a smart thing i didn't think of that of potentially aspects of the room could have changed or even the stained glass window Mm -hmm. um because could you imagine if they just go up and press a thing and it had changed i don't think that would be that cruel i think he might encourage them but could you imagine they just went up to a totally random room and like oh yeah that would have been i i think he didn't want to detour them too much no. but i was thinking the same thing i was like what if that red like gem in the in the window isn't there anymore yeah what if they have to just yeah. totally Turning. figure <laughs> something concerning. else out but luckily it was there they were able it to safely there. travel into that into that other little pocket dimension i i didn't yeah. think the golem was gonna chase them i thought they were i thought they were that home was, free yeah that was that was a nice touch um when he like talked about the shattering glass, I was like, "What's that?" Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're not out of this yet. That that room is now the room of like uh, disappointment and surprise. Because uh, like yeah. the first time they went in there, there was a blue dragon. Now this time they're being chased by a golem. It's 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 a fun room. <laughs> it's yeah, yep. But I can't say I can't say Ford was having too much fun as. <laughs> oh Ford, oh Ford. <laughs> slamming his head again <laughs> against I, against the yeah. the gem without having armor bag of this on oh <laughs> classic oh, ford boy. move that was yeah that was very funny um matt yeah matt that's a jam though he didn't give him any damage or anything. no it was just oh. hilarious i like how he played it off as like no I, I had to do it this one this one needs blood blood magic, blood magic. Yeah. i had to trying to save face but you know Bo with her incredible insight she's like oh yeah all right okay Ford yeah yeah 
totally meant to do that. Yeah, it's Garth. Just, you know. It's just <laughs> just a lot of fun. I'm I'm surprised that like the golem could be stunned. Like I know they can't be yeah. transformed or anything like that, but I guess so. I guess they can be stunned. Um, but that was handy. Yeah, I think. And I feel like they were probably going to be fine if they didn't stun it. But then, I mean, then again, we don't we don't really know what it was capable of. Yeah, I, I think the fact that these three were pretty well set up in terms of their abilities and their spells and their health, it mm -hmm. would have been fine had they had to fight it. I think they could have easily taken it on. Yeah. It would have just been a climb. The time consumption would have been the yep. tricky thing. Um, which is what the major concern was. Yeah. They needed to get out of there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, those three could take on a clay golem. I think that'd be no problem at all. Um, unless it was a weird homebrew clay golem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would have been... Do we know, I think Lucas may have typed in chat, do we know how long they were actually in Happy Foam Ball? I, well, I it's Lucas not exact. Say. I think it's like, if we look at how long the other team were around, they were there for like a long rest and mm -hmm. probably like half an hour at the start and maybe a little bit after the long rest. So probably like nine hours, ten hours maybe in regular time. Yeah. So whatever that translates 23 to. minutes We'd roughly. We don't know, Absolutely. so yeah. That's probably a good, good estimate. Yeah. Oh, but luckily, with the with the stun, they are able to immediately yeah. exit, exit the happy fun ball in in just around was like an hour ish of like actual of like game time. I think yeah, around that episode, so. I was like, oh wow, all right, this wasn't this so. wasn't too bad. Ended up not being too terrible. This is interesting too because it was about an hour, but then we go to Team Plane Shift. Um, yep. And this is another example because last episode, especially as well, Team Outy, they were quite, they didn't have a ton to do. Um, mm -hmm. And the previous episode, too, correct me if I'm wrong, the previous episode were, was the one that ended with the. No, no, no. We had, sorry, we had like, for example, I forgot there was an episode in between there because we had the sanatorium uh, episode and Team Outy, yeah. they were they didn't have much to do. Most recent episode there was a lot more. I forgot about the most recent episode mm -hmm. and then last night's episode. Um, but it's another thing we've talked about before about how players take a back seat and let other players play the yeah. game, um, especially for like Yasha and uh, Travis. That's been like big for the past couple episodes. They've been like you know, a little bit in the background. Um, oh, that's it true. takes a lot as a player. Um, yeah. I think that's what they were mentioning at the end of the episode. Like, we need to give Travis an episode. Like, <laughs> his whole episode. His whole episode. Yeah. A, a three-hour yeah. shopping episode just for just for Travis. Yeah. <laughs> Is there, yeah. I actually didn't think about that because Ford, Ford and Yasha and Bo, but Bo kind of had stuff to do in the yeah. sanatorium episode. Um, mm. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Ford and they, Yasha. They did do stuff pretty... in the Cadranus, like... Um, that's Ford true. Was a bus boy, and like mm -hmm. he ah yes spoke to Astrid and Aidwolf. But yeah, I, I find it interesting, and I think it's really again we've said it before, but it talks to their strengths as D and D players that they can kind of do take a step back and uh, let the story unfold for other people. I'm excited mm -hmm. that now they're kind of back together. Hopefully, the next episode and um, yeah, you know, stuff yeah. done <laughs> together. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But they they arrive in. Because I, I didn't know what to expect. I, I I assumed that it was probably going to be the plane of fire. 
which we later got confirmation that it was pretty much. Um, uh, and so when I, I was expecting them to just plop in some, at some like random, random location in the plane of fire. But then when yeah, he yeah. described that it was kind of like, like a, kind of like a study in a way, yeah. um, I was like, Oh, this yeah, is we interesting. Talked, we, we talked about it. And I think we said like, we think it's probably the plane of fire. Um, mm -hmm. We were thinking like, oh, they could go to City of Brass. Like they could go, yeah. See all these people. They might. Oh, they. Oh, what if they're near the um Ashari portal? Like that'd be yeah. really cool. So oh. this was this was a uh, fun surprise that yeah they went into like a study, a place where someone had actually set up something, and and it's always good. I love it when they go to arcane studies and there's books and journals to read. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it gives us a nice you know little tidbit of lore or maybe more backstory on whoever this belongs to. Yes. Um, and we did find out who it belongs to. A, yes, we were right. <laughs> it, a, wasn't uh, hard, yep. it wasn't that hard to guess. Um, yeah. But I plain, guess. plain, plain writer, plain, plain writer. writer Rin. That is a cool name. Yeah. Cool name, um, cool title. It's really cool. And I do want to talk about their stuff a bit later. Because um, I'll say I was telling you before, I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm rewatching that entire scene of what they mm -hmm. were saying in their journal um was that, that was, was that whole sequence of like reading the journal was that before or after the um, fight just started reading it, it was, yeah, yeah it was like the a little stuff that we got was after okay yeah yeah so we yeah we can get into that yeah. oh after the after the stress after um, nothing happened that's <laughs> oh yeah yeah no, no. they you know they showed up here they rested and then they teleported out they got the got the mm -hmm. heck out of there heck out of there but it was just, it was being here and, you know, Matt describing the setting and stuff and the uncomfortable nature of this, of this plane, you know, the heat, lava and stuff and the dark tunnel that descends that, you know, leads to the outside of the cave. Um, Beth doing her exploring it. Definitely, we were already pretty uneasy, you know, because most of the party yeah. is tapped, but yeah. it felt even more so because I was like, okay, so far this is going a little too well. Um, you know, they're yeah, in, I feel very calm. Yeah, this is a little too calm for for my liking. I mean, I like it, but at the same time, I'm like, hmm, something, yeah. someone's gonna come home, someone's gonna be pissed off, they're <laughs> gonna set off a trap, something's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and of course, we had the best detective agency, Jester and Veth. Goodness. yeah hanging, hanging out and, outside um one i love that conversation they had mm -hmm. because it's it's so kind of hopeful and cheerful and i feel completely irrelevant now unfortunately like it feels like it's yeah th that that future might not be um <laughs> open for beth anymore um yeah. but i feel like i saw a lot of kind of uh I'll say discourse is probably the word yeah. to use it uh, yeah. about how like, you know, Jester and Beth, they did so well. They did really good stealth checks. They did really yeah. good perception checks to see if anything was moving. And then they were still blindsided by mm. this elemental. Um, I don't, I, like, I'd, I'd love to see what Matt says about it, but uh, the biggest thing I saw was a lot of people suggesting, Oh, there might've been like a trigger, a trap they didn't necessarily oh. see. Or like if someone just appears in the sanctum, it might trigger this uh, creature to 
enter. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was like, because that, that kind of sucks if like you, you stealth really well and you're being super careful and you feel safe to then be blindsided by something. But I feel like, again, Matt's not the type of DM to completely blindside his players or say like, no, your roles are irrelevant here. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was interesting because that thing scared the hell out of me. Like yeah. when it appeared and he's just talking, um, Sam's face that entire time was on my face. It's just like, oh. Yeah, like, that was really good. <laughs> because it's like, because it's like who or what is, is, yeah. is, is talking right now? Like yeah. what crazy. Don't like the raspy voice. That's probably not good. Yeah. 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 Um, oh. but Matt did say that their conversation was getting loud, like as they were talking. Yeah. So I guess that's, yeah. That's kind of why. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was like, oh God, what did they disturb? Did they disturb like a fire giant or whatever? And what yeah, did it end up like being? Did it just end up being like a fire elemental? Is I that think it what, was like a, a, a larger fire elemental. I don't think it was, it wasn't like, I, I I tried to look, I couldn't find anything that kind of matched it. I think it's homebrew, um, some kind of guardian elemental, um, mm. which is really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, no, that's cool. That's a really cool concept. Um, cool. Al, thank you so much for the for the support. Two dollars, thank you. Mercer's okay. halfling backers Bernardo sauce. Oh my god, you did not, you did not just say that. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. Oh, wow. um, oh no. But yeah, that thing was terrifying. That um, was. I'm I'm curious because. It's one of my favorite bits of Caleb being uh, interrupted while he's casting a ritual spell. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah, oh, I dropped it. I need to start again. I'm I'm wondering, like, if he hadn't done that bit, if the dome would have been up in time oh, yeah. before the creature. This is what ifs, which, you know, yeah. we don't do on this podcast. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. like, what if? <laughs> yeah, it probably would have played out so differently. Same with... Um when jester and beth gave gave chase to it and jester tried to modify memory but then yeah. it working but then retconning because it had advantage ah oh, yeah only that would have been so interesting yeah that um that was that was gonna be like i was like oh my god is she coming with like another clutch modify memory yeah uh, i would have loved to have seen the conversation between <laughs> the creature and them mm-hmm. they had calmed it but I do like the idea that it was just this almost unreasonable force of nature that was doing a job. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering, though, if maybe they could have talked to mm. it. I mean, probably not, because it seemed very automated. Like, it seemed like it had a very, yeah, you know, particular task to do, whether it was enchanted or bribed or whatever. Yeah. It seemed that it was going to cleanse the sanctum no matter what. Yeah. So diplomacy probably not gonna. Yeah. Work. But no, that thing was terrifying. It was really cool. The idea of it kind of crawling down the mountain. I got really strong like yeah. Moana vibes of like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The lava goddess in that. Um, yeah, that was that was really cool. But man, and <laughs> you know, good. <laughs> the fights started off okay. You know, I, I was worried that any fight would break out because, again, the, the party is pretty tapped. But they were doing yeah. fine-ish. Uh, I mean, it had some pretty hefty yeah. swipes against Caleb. And yeah. it, it would have been fine had it not done, you know, that thing. Because they had a full, a pretty much a fully uh, prepared cleric. He'd used a yeah. spell. Yeah, yeah. 
they they had a rogue who's okay. Yep. Like they the rogue doesn't necessarily need that sort of stuff. Their other cleric was completely tapped, and their wizard was complete. Their fire wizard was completely yeah. tapped. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, it was going kind of okay, but yeah, the the complications of having NPCs that can't fight, um, it was was I devastating. S- <laughs> I saw a post on Twitter. It was like, uh, in regards to everything that happened, it was like, why in D and D do player characters always are do they, yeah. are they always or- orphans? You know, like why. Yeah. Why yeah, don't they have any parents? It's like this is why. This is why we don't have any family because now we have to make sure that they are safe in times like these, so that yeah. they don't die. But yeah, it adds it adds a whole it adds a whole layer of you know intensity to the situation that probably wouldn't have been there. It, it definitely wouldn't have been there if oh, yeah. if the family wasn't there. It would just be like oh god, I hope no one in the party dies. But now it's like okay, screw the party. We got to make sure that. The family doesn't doesn't yeah, die here. Yeah, like one HP. Like, yeah, likely, yeah, likely very low HP if they're just mm-hmm. using commoner stats. Um, not not ooh. good. So yeah, holy crap! But it was uh, someone someone else on Twitter. I I keep forgetting to like grab grab these Twitter handles, but they were saying how despite Caleb being fully tapped. And on the verge of going unconscious, mm. he still put himself between yeah. this creature and the family members, yeah. knowing that they had to do whatever it took to make sure that they were okay. Yeah. Um, it's that sense of duty, I guess, that he felt, or the responsibility for mm. the situation that he was feeling. Um, but yeah, he still managed to, like, be a, a strong acid in the fight cave yeah. being completely tapped being knocked down at least once as well like the slow was really good the um mm-hmm. the cone of cold definitely would have taken off a, a yeah. fair chunk of damage um but no there was not not much you could do when it did a such a such a huge like area of effect spell that oh, was a massive spell um, and what was it like? Was it like thirty nine points of damage or something? Yeah, thirty one. Like that was a that's a that's a meaty fireball. That is. Um, that was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And same with uh, same when when Jester failed jumping through the lava, almost oh. taking max damage on that on that lava lava stuff. Oh, yeah. That was that was not good. But Jeff and chat saying Caleb knows what it's like to lose a family to fire. That is yeah. why he he definitely had to make sure yeah. that his new family didn't succumb to that. And yeah, and we've got to like we've got to talk about Caduceus because Caduceus was the MVP. Always, oh, and not 100%. just because of his clerical duties towards the mm. end, because that's almost like a default. But like he did so well in this fight in terms of. Uh, maintaining control, maintaining focus mm-hmm. of some of the creatures, doing decent amount of damage, the yeah. mass cure wounds. Like, Caduceus is such a team player. <laughs> Not suggesting yeah. anyone else is, but Caduceus is such a team player. Um, even before the fight, his kind of bonding with Luke was gorgeous. Oh, like, that was that such really, a good like, moment. Um, in the sense that, yeah, this is someone that grew up with a large family. Um mm-hmm. 
that was just so sweet and yeah I love Caduceus so much and I I feel like um I'm when I play D&D when I play as a player and especially if I'm playing a spellcaster I'm very much like Talison of I freak out so much about what spells I'm gonna use or like I get really kind of nervous in combat situations mm-hmm. it's like I don't want anyone to die I love these characters and yeah I felt like Talison was really feeling it last night mm-hmm. and like, yeah, you could definitely tell he was he was a bit stressed. Yeah. Um, but it was it was it was definitely nice to have that Caduceus and Luke moment. Caduceus sort of you know being that cool uncle. Yeah. Uh, in that yeah, moment. It was really sweet. Um, but man, 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 man. Um, oh man, yeah. So something something I want to address too because <laughs> I've seen I've seen other people talking about this Twitter too. Mm-hmm. Uh. When talking about character deaths, and yeah. especially when we talk about character deaths, like, and I actually I wrote down what I wanted to say a bit, like, but when when at least when I talk about characters, and I feel like you're the same, Nika. When we talk mm-hmm. about character deaths, we know we're talking about fictional characters, yeah, and like we know we're we're talking about, at least in this sense, characters that are played by you know adults and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, it's probably like 50 50 joking 50 50 wanting it to happen a lot of the time um that being said character death and npc deaths are still a huge part of D &D. um Mm -hmm. and yeah i i I don't want people to think when they watch our show that we are like pining for oh yeah no but that being said and i and i understand that that's um that's a difficult conversation for a lot of people it's a difficult topic for a lot of people and i've seen some really good conversation just recently about maybe the need for content warnings uh on critical role which i think is an excellent idea yeah but i don't want people to think that we're masochists (laughs) that we're like uh Mm -hmm. wanting these people to die just for the sake of it no uh in terms of character depth i think they're excellent for story progression but i was crying last night yeah that was um, that was rough. As Olivia said, I screamed with Marion. Yeah, oh, when when was, when, when Matt had said that, I was like, "Oh no." Yeah, but I, yeah, yeah, sadder, sadder. It's not masochist. My apologies for getting my term mixed up. Um, but yeah, no, that was that was really rough. But it was a really good scene. It was. <laughs> like, it was. Devastatingly tragic, and especially Beth going into her her rage shooting of these oh, these things. Yeah. It was so, it was awful, but it was so it was such a powerful moment yeah. too. Because it's a hard thing with fiction, especially because this is a different type of fiction. Like you can watch movies and you can read books, and like characters die all the time, and it's you know it's impactful. I feel like because this is such a long form. Ver- uh, form of fiction of narrative and it's also one that you feel very connected with because of the role play aspect of it it's almost a bit different when characters die mm-hmm. um it definitely draws you in a lot more but it's still fiction it's still narrative it's still a story that has beats and a story that has interesting moments and character death can be interesting sounds like the wrong word in this scenario i don't know i'm terrible at explaining myself mm-hmm. i generally don't explain myself because <laughs> i'm terrible at it but yeah that uh that was that was really rough um yeah but good (laughs) yeah and as i've as i've said said before uh because i have school 
uh, during the week. I typically can't watch the the whole episode uh, the night it airs, so I save. I usually watch till the half, and then I'll watch the rest at school. And I had to watch the entire fight and the rest of the episode in class. And uh, it was it was hard keeping keeping the emotions keeping the emotions in as everything was happening. Nice brings up probably the funniest moment of the night. That damn Pusheen ad of like ever like fights over, looks down. It's super traumatic. It's super sad, and it, it fades away to break. And the yep. cat ad. The first yep. It was actually pretty good because it was a nice kind of like a huh. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. It is, it's a show. It's a show. We're over. Yeah. It's... That was yeah. The timing was pretty fucking funny on that. Um. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Luke straight up died. Yeah, and I I think even even without Marion screaming, I feel like we could probably all assume that would that that was probably going to happen because Luke's got to have one hp max like two max yeah he might he might be somewhat maybe like a really really low level rogue maybe but he's yeah. a toddler like he's yeah what excuse me five or six or something mm-hmm. um yeah um no it was, it was it was bound to happen and i think you could see again it's kind of like just praises for matt tonight you could see him doing the math like not that there was much math to be done but he was very much aware of what was happening and very careful i think with how he handled yeah um you could definitely see him trying to work out how to handle the situation yeah it's like i feel like he was probably having the internal conflict of like well you know i really don't want to you know have to you know kill this character but at the same time it's like how do i how do i narratively make it make sense to where luke didn't take any damage and he was perfectly fine yeah it's kind of a difficult situation to it'd be like almost metagaming at that point yeah to not do it Mm -hmm. um i'm seeing a lot of people talking about sprinkle in the chat sprinkle's fine yeah sprinkle's the nanagon yeah sprinkle's the nanagon yeah sprinkle is thara's dune so yeah it's all good. Yeah, we've 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 come to that to that conclusion. <laughs> Sprinkle, a okay. Uh, but I think I think Matt handled it very well, and I think, again, you know, I would never you know wish death in this way, um, but it still led to a very powerful uh, scene, and it really uh, enhanced Beth's story as well and the things that she's been struggling with yeah that's um that's because we've talked a lot about her story and where it's going and i feel like this was a bit of a shift this episode Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's going to be interesting to see what veth does and i think do we want to talk about that conversation with her and yeah 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 we can do that we can sort of uh couple couple that there's a few there's a few little things before that i suppose like i mean the fight the fight itself was excellent because it was like uh natural 20s all around um it was a good fight in terms of having multiple enemies be able to split off we have jester falling in lava Um, yeah i think 
I don't necessarily know the full mechanics of Beth's blaster, but I think mm. doesn't she, didn't she wasn't she supposed to get another shot? Because I think it's every time she nat twenties, it just fires again. So when it nat twentyed on the, I think it's just, I think it's just it can only happen once. It can only happen once. Okay. It's like it's like I think it's like a special bolt that's. Oh okay, gotcha. I I it would have been cool if it was like a repeating yeah, effect like a non-stop like never ending <laughs> yeah like, that'd be yeah. cool because how often will that ever happen not very yeah. <laughs> um no but that that was really good the chaos the chaos bolts is that what they're called yeah uh, cataclysm bolts effective on yeah use. unfortunately like, the first one she got ice against the cold dragon yep, against skeleton but not um, ideal uh, but no, it was a really good fight. I thoroughly enjoyed Caduceus's description of how he destroyed the last elemental of the Beatles, just kind of plowing into it. Yeah. Um, but we got first, we got just quickly Jester and Caleb fixing the collar. Ah, um, oh, yes, did. that's right. Uh, At long last, he's been working on that for a long time. Yeah, yeah, and it's very much now. I think he's he's prepared to go after Trent. Yeah. Um, I think he realizes there's probably no other choice. When they're going to do it, I have no idea. They're running out of time. They are. They are. Um, but it definitely but... feels like Caleb needed what has transpired these past couple episodes to yeah. become prepared to face to face Trent. I think. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because it's it's been a real kind of kick of yeah. this is happening. This is happening now. Um, and and I love I love the conversation with him and Jester, and then also him with Marion of his uh, proclivity for blaming himself for these mm -hmm. things, uh, which there is I don't want to say there's blame to go around, but like things happened for the whole reason. Like everyone was in that together. Uh, yeah, there's no point in pointing blame um, mm -hmm. and assigning guilt in this situation. It's happened, and it's kind of something you've got to deal with. I think. Uh, Marion's conversation was great of talking about how like don't let the actions of bad people become your guilt like yeah uh, yeah because because yeah they they made the decision to come to this place and they made the decision to go to the sanatorium but it's still the actions of Trent that has forced them I guess into this dangerous situation I mean yeah, yeah it's you can talk about it however you like but I just think that was lovely that was like a mom talking to a kid. Yeah, it like, definitely sorry. felt like that. Sorry. And it and it goes to show how much, you know, Caleb has been able to... Well, I feel like there's still a lot of things he needs to process with everything that's happened these past couple of days. But him saying that Caleb doesn't, you know, yeah. deflect or anything, he just listens to what Marion is saying, yeah. I think is a good sign that he is uh. now wanting to... You know handle this in a more healthy and productive manner rather than you know dwelling on on the darkness if you will yeah yeah and it's hard to say i think it's hard to say whether or not he was holding his tongue because he didn't want to have to explain his guilt um mm. explain all the facets of his guilt but i feel like because liam said like oh that's like this is huge for caleb yeah. i think it was more that aspect mm -hmm. of oh no he's actually kind of taking it to heart a little bit he's maybe finding some solace in her words mm -hmm. um which 
which yeah that's character growth that's like massive yeah. if he because he's been told so many times it's not your fault mm-hmm. and it's like no it is like i'm yeah. not listening to you sort of thing mm-hmm. uh so this would this is huge huge step for old caleb yeah and i'll be interested to see when caleb's you know story arc progresses more because as we were saying they're running out of time with oh. lucian <laughs> and the tomb takers and the somnovum so i feel like they really can't be dedicating any more time towards the trent yeah. ordeal they gotta i mean and, and they weren't they weren't really yeah. going to like they, they wanted to get the amulets so they can be hidden from lucian but then you know everything that happened happened now they have but a few it's a more thing issues. that's always been said of when we get close to Caleb's backstory, we move away. But now we're yeah. in it, but we're gonna move away. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see them getting to Zadash. Well, like they're in Zadash. I don't see them being there and being like, okay, let's figure out what to do with Trent. I think their next step is going to be quickly wrap up the other preparations they had and then get back to Isocross. Um, I don't think they're going to be like. Let's reach out to Astrid and arrange a meeting. Or they might do. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't see that happening, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. That's true. So but speaking of Astrid. Ooh. Before yeah. we get into the revivify of this episode. Yeah. Let's look at some fan art. Let's take a, let's take a beat. Take a breather from the stress. And let's look at some yeah. fan art. As I was saying, speaking of Astrid, my pick for fan art is of Astrid because I think Astrid is is fantastic. Let me switch on over here. This beautiful Astrid art was done by at MT Art on oh, Twitter. Oh, that's lovely. That is that is ah, oh, it's like the seriousness, like the 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 focus. The, the, that, that's yeah. like that's the Volstrucker stare. Like she, she looks like a Volstrucker yeah. in this. That's a serious German woman. In this, right there. this uh, depiction. <laughs> but Astrid is is someone I'm actively worried about now after what happened, you know, at the end of last episode. Yeah. I definitely feel like she's gonna yeah. see some kind of. Oh my you know, gosh! Sorry, I'm cutting you off. But no, you're yeah, good. Because, because we had. We didn't have confirmation that Trent was in the tower. We were talking about how it might just be Astrid there. Yeah. But Matt in the recap was like, Trent's at the tower. Like, oh. oh. Yeah. Like, that. The, that's the first time the recap has stressed me out more than anything. <laughs> just the recap Even, already. Yeah. Oh, because that is confirmation that, like, yeah, he's there and she's probably in some trouble. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna have a lot of a lot of explaining to do, but that's fine. We have we have more pressing things to worry about. Fine. Yeah. It is a okay. Ah, and now more people, more people are jumping onto the trust Astrid trade. Yes, like. we must. We must trust. We must trust Astrid. We must. But now we have again the dynamic duo of this episode. This beautiful art by at apricots underscore in underscore dots on Twitter. Yeah. We oh. featured their art before. On oh, this, I love on this I love Alex so much. Um they they have and I've I've shared yeah, I've shared some of their work as my choice before. And I can't mm. help it. I try I try to get a variety, but I always somehow come back to apricots and dots. Um 
yeah, they, they do amazing Caduceus art. They do amazing mm-hmm. Molly arc. And this is just beautiful. I, I loved it so much. Oh, it's so, it's so good. Too. Um, but definitely go check them out. Their, their stuff is really cool. They had that really great one of little Caduceus floating in the astral sea and Molly oh, yeah. floating sitting being like, oh, that one's um, so good. And that was before we even, I think that was even before we knew that Lucian was yeah. a part of all that. So it yeah. works. It works. That was, <laughs> I just love, I love the, the dynamic of Caduceus being extremely tall and then a tiny little, tiny little halfling toddler yeah. and Luke. Oh, it's so, it's so adorable. So cute. Yeah. <laughs> this is my small friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much what it is. Oh, I love it. I love it, I love it. We need more more of Luke and Caduceus. <laughs> and we did. We we did we get did. get more in in the uh in the in the sense of uh, Revivify. No. A very immediately following the break. Uh, yeah. we've got we got the Revivify scene and I was terrified cuz like okay, yeah, they're just going to Revivify and it's going to be fine. But then Matt was like, "How are you how are you asking the wild mother for aid in this? I was like, oh my god, they're in the elemental plane of fire. Can she even reach here? Yeah, and there is there is a roll for revivify, and when Matt rolled and like I, he does he does it so well. I know but when he's like not letting on the result. Yep. Mm-hmm. I feel like often it's going to be like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. He's playing it up because yeah. it's fine. I didn't think it was going to be fine. I thought it was. I was kind of on roll. that too. Yeah. I, um, but I found it interesting too. Just before the break, Liam was saying that he could revivify as well, like because he's now got that transmuter oh. ability. Um, but I think, I think I still like that it was Caduceus that did it because it's oh yeah, definitely. Going to Claire, um, mm-hmm. uh, but no, that was that was beautiful asking the Wild Mother for help, and yeah, I I was. I was really nervous because I, I felt like Matt was, he was dragging it on. I was like, yeah. Like, yep. yep. I remember, um, I think one of the last times that he had did some, done something like this was with Ford when Ford uh, needed to be revived after the ambush when they're on the, yeah. uh, the ball eater. Um, and he was, I've forgotten. That was a year ago. Yes, that <laughs> it did work. It did work, but he was, he was dragging it out. Uh, very much uh, like this way, like in this instance, it was. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's. I love that he does it because it keeps us on the edge of our seat, but at the same time, it's like, oh, but don't do this to us. Unless I'm mistaken, Revivify has never not worked, right? Even though there's roles involved, I know, like, if it's your first one, it's lower, but I can't think of any example where it hasn't worked. Or any of the resurrections hasn't worked. Um, I think it came close because I think I know. Yeah, I think maybe spoilers for campaign one, as always. Um, I think Scandal was kind of close, maybe, or maybe it was Percy. There was mm. one where like the role was like one off uh, the oh. DC. Um, Vex, maybe. Mm. Now people think Vax. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, Revivify failed once, Scanlan against Raishon. And did they then have to do like a resurrection? That's right. Right, 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 right. Mm. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And then that led to 
freaking scanlon <laughs> yeah and then that led to a whole thing yep yeah that is ah oh. oh, but then we had you know the heart heartfelt heart-wrenching you know moment between mm -hmm. the bernardo family we had a few they had kind of two conversations i had the one right when it happened mm -hmm. uh and luke was like talking to them about it too like what a little champ like yeah <laughs> kind of like taking it on the chin a bit but then eventually succumbing to his emotions um mm -hmm. oh but the chat like, he's trying to be yeah. brave for his mom oh it's so and cute. Then, like, he starts crying and oh. it's like i do too it's like yeah me too oh um, but the conversation they had in the dome, I thought was really good because we have talked a lot about Yeza as the most supportive husband in the world. Oh my gosh, um, King. Yeah, and a, a lot of it too kind of comes into maybe the aspect of Matt wanting to keep, like, allow the player to stay in the game without having family commitments. Um, but it's really hard now too. I get what Yeza's yeah. saying about, you know, we you need to follow this through like mm -hmm. asking veth do you think you can stop it and veth saying no yeah yeah i was like no don't say that don't say that yeah that was so good yeah. um but then saying like do, do you think anyone else can do it well no okay well then you have to try mm -hmm. um that makes sense it's just then at what point does she stop? Like she's often said, like after this I'm going. But then there's the surplus assembly. Then there's Cobalt Soul business. There's all kinds of other issues. Yeah. I think this is probably going to be it. If if she doesn't die, that it's going to be. Yeah. You know, we deal with the Somnovan and then she's done. Um, I can't. I, I and I feel very much like that's Veth and Sam trying to push for that. Maybe not wanting to repeat campaign one and you know have a character leave, but it's it's hard to deny at this point that that's what the character would be feeling. So, um, I feel like there's a little kind of a push there between Beth saying no, I'm going to stay home, and Yes is like, oh, you know, maybe take a few more weeks, um, mm -hmm. to put it lightly. But yeah, I think this is the closest we've had to ha her leaving. Yeah, Fair just enough. like straight, <laughs> like, up. straight she, up. She said like. Uh, I loved her kind of saying she has two families and keeping one mm -hmm. safe means the other one's in danger. Yeah. Um, and her, and her like admitting saying like, well, I, I don't care if it means that they would be less powerful if I like be keeping you safe. Mm -hmm. Um, which, yeah, that's yeah. such a fun character trait of hers. Um, definitely. Yeah. Um, but going back to your point of, when she, when she said no to can can they stop the song album yeah. i feel like that it was something that everyone has been thinking about the audience the party members you know the players everyone's been like man can we really do this but it hasn't been you know discussed at length it's like they just they have it they have a job to do they have to stop them or else you know shit's gonna shit's gonna go crazy um, but they they haven't really had the conversation of like, can we actually pull this off reasonably and like survive and stuff? So when Veth was just like when when Yeza said you know can you stop them and Veth says no, it's yeah. it it makes their situation that much more terrifying and real. It's like oh oh my because... god. 
because I think before the aim was just to stop Lucian. Because if you stop Lucian yeah. and stop the city from coming back, then it's as it always has been. Like it's just going to be there. But now there's the added stress of Caleb and Bo being afflicted with the eyes. Yeah, that makes it feel like no, the city probably has to be destroyed or connection tethered, uh, tethered? connection severed somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as simple as just stopping whatever ritual Lucian's going to do from taking place. There's going to be lingering effects. Yeah. Um, ooh, yeah, that's that's the scary part because yeah, stopping Lucian, stopping the ritual. Sure, I, the mine and I could take on the tomb takers. I think that would be an excellent fight. Stopping mm. this massive city that they don't know its full effect or nature, that's the scary part. Um, yeah. So I think I think her saying that, no, they can't do it, was really interesting. I think her saying, like, this is it, I'm done after this, or maybe even before this, if the conversation had gone differently. Mm-hmm. But um, I really enjoyed Yeza talking about his disdain for the service assembly yeah, and how like how it fell on him a bit as well, because you got to think too, like Veth has sacrificed for her family so much. Like she sacrificed when she, when they escaped from the goblins, Mm -hmm. um, she's been away from them. She's, you know, take, taking care of them in that regard. But yeah, then Yeza has also gotten self involved with the service assembly completely separate to the mighty nine. Um, yeah. So anyway, again, it's not the blame game, it's just the, hey, these are the actions that have consequences game. Yeah. I, but I, I loved, um, also, welcome, Gesture Sketchbook. Thank you for, thank you for hey. being able to join us live. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, uh, it was funny when Yeza was like, you know, I am just as much to blame as you are because, you know, I got involved with the assembly, I was taken away by the dynasty, and you had to come rescue me and stuff. So, you know, I'm I'm as much in this as you are. It was funny seeing then like Laura and I think it was Marisha's like sidebar of like, yeah, this is all this is all Yez's fault. Like it's Yez's fault that, that we're here. And I mean you know, to an extent, Yeza is a very, very big reason why they got involved with the dynasty in the first place. And yeah, for 100%. everything that transpired after that. So so it's all Yeza's fault. It is what yes. What I am saying is Yeza is the reason for everything that's happened so far. But it was interesting seeing this darker side of Yeza being very driven by revenge and wanting the Cerberus Assembly to pay for it because, you know, for the most part, Yeza is a very, you know, laid back, more or less, um, individual. Yeah. Um I very forgiving. Yeah, his defining trait though is concern over his son so it makes sense that this would be the thing that pushes him to have that potentially more dark moment of like yeah we need to get these guys we need to stop these guys mm-hmm. um i like the idea of maybe them introducing him to the cobalt soul and he could be like a, oh, a witness or like testifying yeah. the i want court I remark give me the court arc <laughs> be like yep a whole a whole uh judicial arc oh yes that'd be great where the 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 party has to serve jury duty for 20 episodes oh Oh, wow and the whole the whole episode is just like briefings and hearings and stuff yep 
Um, be good. I'm here for it. Um, but if there's nothing else to talk about the Bernardo stuff, we can move into uh, what Plain Rider Rin has going on. Yeah. That is some. Yeah. That is some interesting stuff. So, to pre to preface, I guess they saw that there were footsteps heading into the cavern of at least a year old. We still don't yeah. know when this was written. So the Taldori guide spoke about Playrunner of Rind, and that was 20 years ago. We don't mm. know, we don't have a time frame on any of these notes or any of this conversation that Rin had, or even any kind of time frame on their relationship with Yusa. Like, because Yusa's old and Yusa's been in Nicodranas for a while. Um, so we don't know how long they've had this scroll, this plane shift scroll. That's true. But the stuff that they read in the diary, and I wrote it down. I wrote it down because I want to discuss it. Yeah, so here's, what it. it was, here's what it said. I'll read in my best reading voice. It might not be exactly 100%. <laughs> so it's it's fine. Uh, aberrations in the data pertaining to Alexandria, uh, cyclical months of long, slow surge in low-level magical interference that then recedes just as slowly. Something that tangles my readings and upsets my analysis. It's too faint to identify the arcane nature at source, but I worry if this pertains to the shifting between the veils. What? <laughs> I guess hearing it again, do we think, I mean, there's so many different theories. Um, and again, this, these could just be the ramblings of a, you know, a crazy person. Who would, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, could it be like an entity or something trying to like testing testing the barriers and this this magical interference is this entity sort of you know pushing that that boundary at different places and causing this this weird interference or is it more you know a cosmic thing yeah so because i think this was specific to cosmic events mm -hmm. aberration in data pertaining to exandria cyclical months long slow surges in low level magical interference you know cyclical. what 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 do we know is cyclical as people are bringing up the moons lunar cycles lunar cycles yep 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 tend to the shifting between the veils is that are do they mean the veils like the the veils between realms it could be the veil between life and death like the veil oh, of the yeah. raven queen it could be oh. the divine gate veil it could be yeah it could all, I'm wondering, because again, let's say these notes are from 20 years ago, or from yeah. however long ago. Um, so what, what Plain Rider Rin is writing about, if they were theorizing some of this stuff all this time ago, this could be happening now, some yeah. of these theories. And obviously the, the biggest event that's happening right now is the, the movements of Therizdun. And obviously the Somnovum in the astral yeah. the astral sea. It could be that. It could be this idea of the astral sea slowly gaining influence. Because how long was Vakodo in uh Rumblecusp? Was that like That's a seventy years? It was like it was a decent chunk, wasn't it? Yeah. It was it was around the, the twenty years that there was a really was the old difference. woman there. Yeah. It was like there at the start kind of maybe. But we don't know how old these notes are. We don't know how old Plain Rider Rin is. Plain Rider Rin's a tiefling. They can live longer. Oh. 
but ooh, that's a good that's a good guess, Andrea. Could be about the current events, or could be about Thordak's attempt to escape the fire plane. That's a good one. Hmm. I like that. But explain I why Plane Matter Rin set up here. Probably bigger than that because they talk about like aberrations pertaining to all of Exandria. But I still do. I still do like that theory. Um, I I I I want to believe it's. The, you're going to think this is a bit out there for me. I want to believe this pertains to Thara's Dune. I, I feel like there is a, a strong possibility that it is something like that. And because we've also theorized that Ruidus, you know, yeah. the, not, the not moon moon, um, right? Ruidus is the, not, is the, 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 the tiny one, right? Yeah. The red one. The red one. Um, the egg. Has some kind of a connection, possibly, to Thara's Dune. Like, maybe it's yeah. Thera's Dune's prison. We don't know. Yeah. Um, and obviously the idea of, you know, this is a cosmic thing and cyclical stuff, moon phases. It could be something to do with Ruidus because Matt has Matt has set up Ruidus to be a, a player of some kind in this campaign. Um, yeah, with all the different like, foreshadowing. Because Thera's Dune has been imprisoned before, before the last thing they broke out. That was in Gat Shadow, that was like under the mountain in Taldore. Mm -hmm. But the constant repetition of the theory, it was just the theory that Rudus was potentially a weapon of the betrayer gods. Mm -hmm. um, it's <laughs> it's it's hard to wrap our minds around it, but <laughs> that's why I love I love like it's a man on the moon. <laughs> I love moments like this where, because we talked about this a little bit before stream, where we get little tidbits of like lore or like little yeah. little hints of possible foreshadowing. Because obviously Matt's not just going to randomly put this interesting information here and then yeah. not do anything with it. Um, I think he's trying to set up for maybe another story arc that might happen in this campaign. It might pertain to Thera's Dune, stuff that might still happen it might pertain to the somnovum or he could be setting up things for campaign three like weird yeah. cosmic events yeah, happen in campaign we've, three we've often talked about maybe campaign three could start after another kind of divergence or after not necessarily divergence but another cataclysm yeah and that and that that is also a possibility and with these talking about, stuff. Like, talking about how a lot of these notes talk about potential world shifting events yeah. like he he brought up the real world theory about like reversing polarity of the poles um another convergence that's the word i was thinking of thank you Hooli. um uh or like i mean look at Ooh. who, was, who yeah. was it that was trying to bring down the, the divine gate was that was there someone that was trying to bring down the divine gate recently i know vecna was trying to be on this side of the divine gate that was his whole deal but was someone trying to break the divine gate? Am I misremembering probably that? Probably Thera's doom. I would imagine. Probably, maybe yeah. Or any of the betrayer gods probably would. Yeah. Oh, unless it was yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Thera's doom. Yeah, man. Yeah, speaking of uh, you know Huli saying virgins and stuff, that would definitely make sense considering the the mention of like the veils, you know, sort of becoming thinner. Um, definitely sounds like converging, converging points to me. Yeah. But what, but, but what is converging, you know, like what veil, like what, 
what are we talking about here? They didn't take any of the books. They yeah. didn't take Well, no, I, I think Jester said she took the notebook. Took that, that one, that yeah, one. but they... Nothing else. <sighs> so, uh, hopefully there's... They've got the name, and they know Allura, and Allura yes. would know Rin. Yeah. So, worst, best comes to best, they return the stuff and like, oh, we heard about this other weird thing. Like, have you heard of this person? Oh, yes, let me bring them over for tea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Give us all the answers, please. Yeah. Um, if they're still alive. I mean, it's mm -hmm. been 20 years since Kaldori. Well, well you, know, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. But it, it definitely, because again, I've been, you know, preaching since you know what the sheets inception that i feel like this campaign is shaping up for there to all to be another calamity type type yeah. event and it feels like matt is trying to maybe not set that up but you know Lay the laying the groundwork for something yeah. like that to potentially happen yeah so i'm i'm excited i loved learning about all this stuff that's um, that, were, that was in the notebook so Man, that's got to be so tricky for him as a DM because I think they they are talking about a campaign three, whether or not they have a bit of a break between it or not. They're, they're, the rumblings of campaign three are getting more and more concrete, I think. I think we're going mm -hmm. to still get a campaign three, definitely. Um, but you got to think, like, back at the end of campaign one, he was preparing for campaign two before Vecna was defeated. So yeah. he had to have had plans in place for like well what is campaign two going to look like if vecna is around mm -hmm. uh that that's going to be so hard to plan for he must be thinking the same now with campaign three like well what's it going to look like if the somnovan are back what's it going to look like if ruidus cracks his beautiful egg open and Tharis Dune falls out you know? <laughs> yeah that's true and depending on what this convergence i guess may be um andrea brought up the Legend of Korra, and that Im immediately makes me think of the Legend of Korra in in the sense that the you know the spirit realm and the uh, the you know the main realm, whatever you want to call it, are now together. You know, you can freely move between the two. So I'm wondering if maybe it wouldn't be some devastating, cataclysmic you know event, but it is just. You know that maybe the divine gate gets broken and now you know celestial entities and humans can now freely move between yeah between the realms so good demons, devils and yes and, yeah and and betrayer gods <laughs> true that is true that would that would mean like zahir would be back in the world and could support who could tell although i think then maybe that relationship's not the strongest but like we've still got we've still got ukatoa to <laughs> about to some extent yeah um and yeah man i don't know it's it's a thing like ukatoa being released in the world is bad as well <laughs> yeah but, oh, I, imagine if campaign three is like world of monsters where it's Ooh. like all these massive things have been released I and mean, we could probably could potentially see that see that happening cool. depending on what happens I really do want to see a a new calamity or a new you know cosmic event that happens that just yeah. totally. But then that's also going to be something that he has to delicately handle because he's built up you know this world of Exandria, yeah. um, very well, and having a yeah. huge change like that would 
would would be a difficult thing to to have happen and to make sure everything is you know set right because that would change everything it would literally change everything it'd be a new yeah. age so yeah. that would that that would sort of be a reason why there wouldn't be a calamity is because it would change way too much it'd be too big of a yeah a leap yeah, cool cat. I was just going to bring that up. It's basically like him destroying Imon, um, like in mm -hmm. campaign one, where he's just like, "Yeah, this is my city, and now I'm throwing dragons at it." Um, yeah, could be like that. I don't know. I I trust whatever they they do. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to see, and I'm excited for campaign three because I love early campaign stuff. Um, but still got to worry about our babies, the Mighty Nine, <laughs> for a little longer. <laughs> Mm -hmm. oh my gosh yeah they, they still have but, so much so much yeah. to do let's talk about something happy again um yeah so they they got out of the fire plane just in time oh um that was so Marisha's, good Marisha's, uh um simile of like it's like a, <laughs> a slurpee being thrown out the window yeah. oh my god let's call it slurpee yeah it's like a slurpee yeah that's too good that, that was so funny too <laughs> um oh my yeah, goodness who's the dash man I love we did so <sighs> jester has successfully parent trapped her parents oh my god i i can't believe it's happened and even though it's in the most dire of circumstances i know uh the fact that it has that it has happened like it has happened yeah. as a result of the, end of the episode yeah we are here finally uh, his reaction when she messaged him, like, that kind of sets the tone, I think, for what it's going to be like. Because we've always heard the gentleman as very cool, calm, collected. He lowered his guard a lot when talking to Jester, and we got yeah. to see a more kind of uh, sens sensitive, you know, like emotional, empathetic side of him there. But him being completely caught off guard by her message uh, yeah. is exciting to see yeah i can't wait to see matt role play with himself for like half an hour oh my gosh it's gonna be so good i can't that's what i'm most excited for yeah. is matt role playing with himself yeah but then it's I... clear that the gentleman cares because you know he was scrambling to make the place look presentable which that's, was which is kind of adorable yeah that's a real kind of like oh yeah <laughs> you did all this but I wrote down in my notes in like big exclamation marks, boyfriend Ford, because that's something I've been waiting for for so long. I love the idea of like Ford. Uh, I've talked about how on like a meet the parents kind of oh, date yeah. with mm -hmm. Jester and Marion and Ford, but I loved it so much him taking care of Marion in this scene. Mm -hmm. um, and like it's definitely it heartwarming. Scene. But then Jester, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't flirt don't with flirt with him. him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which just a what like yeah yeah confusion at that. great but ford is he is a gentleman like he is a yeah. he's a really kind chivalrous person so that was just nice to see um him kind of take care of marion and yeah i, I like when, whenever whenever ford enters this like you know protective you know like the yeah. charming protective nature that that is ford i'm always like yeah. oh, like protect Maybe me ford please uh no it was really nice i like that a lot i i'm hoping there's more of that potentially with uh the gentleman finding out that they're they're dating like I, that sounds stupid that sounds really kind of outdated yeah. like 
oh, the dad's going to be like, not my fault. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a trope and it's a fun trope sometimes. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited to maybe see if that would actually mm-hmm. play out. Um, yeah, but no, I'm super excited to hopefully start next episode with a real light tone, even though it's going to be like, yeah, we're here. Here's why we're here. Um, yeah, I can, while it'll, we will probably have like a nice calm beat or yeah. at least the first part of next episode, they're still very much on a on a time crunch. So it'll be like, yeah. hey, we're just going to drop off the family and then we got to go. Yeah. Like maybe they'll stay the night, but even then they they might just, like I said, they just, they might just say, say their, say their highs and say their goodbyes because they got to go. Yeah. And I'm seeing a lot of people in chat talking about it. I wanted to ask you, they've made some like decisions. Some decisions mm-hmm. have been made the past couple of episodes. Uh, do you think they're going to go visit Pumat Sol? I, I mean, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always wanting to see more Pumat Sol. However, I feel like they are too pressed for time. Not even that. I think it's just a bad idea. Also a bad idea. Whoever's assembly member, like true. I think there might be like a there might be like a you know a bulletin out for the Mighty Nine. Yeah, on his like in the war, like yeah, Uh, yeah. I think that would be a terrible idea. But I would love them to go see him. I'm terrified, like if he's been caught up with his like association with them, maybe mm-hmm. um, again, he works with Ormet Haas who we're tentatively saying is an all right guy. Um, mm-hmm. He did fight with them. Who might soul? He did fight with them. Yeah. Uh, oof, 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 oof. But you, you kind of can't not go to Fumat souls. <laughs> I know. Like they're in Zadash. They're there. Yeah. And Pumat souls there. Yeah, oh. they got they got money. He could, they might be able to sell the Ring of Fire resistance. Thing. Oh, true, that is true. I didn't, uh, I didn't think of that. Man, but yeah, you have to assume that the assembly is like is reaching out to all of their annexes and being like, hey, keep an know, eye out, keep an eye out. Well, but we don't know that because we don't know how much Trent has let on. That is also true. We don't even know if he's had that conversation with Ludinus yet. It's only been a day. Yeah. Not even. Like, they got there early morning in Zadash. They attacked the sanatorium, like, in the afternoon, like, after midday. Yeah, it hasn't even, yeah, it hasn't been a full... hours. Oh, wait. Oh, it's weird. We don't know. Time, time zone's weird. Maybe the time zone at the Elemental Planifier is different. We don't know. Ah, true. I don't think it's been a day yet. A full day. So yeah, we don't know what could have happened. Gosh. We've been time and me. There we go. That's the answer. Yeah, that's that that's yeah, that's kind of what what's going on, especially with all of this funky business in the happy fun ball. Yeah. Ah, uh, but but thank goodness we at least get to start next episode on a on a more positive note. But yeah. we'll have a chance to actually breathe at the start. But then what do they do next? Are they... I think they had talked about going to the Dynasty to see the Bright Queen? They've talked about that. They also said... They said just at the end of the episode, like, next stop is his is his house. And they were talking about Caduceus. So I don't know if hmm. they still plan to go to the Blooming Grove. 
I'm not sure why. I'm not clear on that, like why it's important to go yeah. there. We had the vision, but I thought they kind of came to the conclusion that that was more premonition than like something that was actually happening. So I think, I think they might go there and then to the dynasty and then back to Essex, but they can't. How many times can Caleb teleport in a day? Like Apart from twice, the circle. I would so think. So you can teleport to Grove, teleportation circle to uh, Jorhas, or to, yeah, yeah, to the to the. Oh, only I once. Crystal, yeah, and then teleport back to Essex. So they could do it in a day, but then he's out like his high level spells. Dynasty bad idea. <laughs> that is that is a that is a good point, Noel. Um, because yeah. Essex had mentioned that the dynasty is are doing their own investigations into into yeah. stuff and i can imagine you know the mighty nine are uh are a suspect in that as well uh, or maybe not a suspect but they would be you know like witnesses or people to question about stuff that happened so yeah, yeah maybe they maybe I'm, they might skip the sure dynasty what the dynasty could do for them yeah i maybe just because i mean the bright queen's been around for ever yeah that's it that's it they want to know what she knew about the city maybe. yeah got somewhere but then since matt kind of yeah, and debunked their theories about the luxon being connected um because i think that was the main reason why they wanted to go in the first place she's been around for a while but the drows of jorhas are ones that came from underground they came from the underdark so she might not be familiar with the world the the exterior world before the divergence oh yeah she that's might be true familiar she might not have first-hand experience of it so i don't know yeah i don't know but, uh, i'm point. sure they'll talk about it yeah so i i don't i don't think they really need to go to the dynasty i guess yeah. now thinking about i'm seeing a lot of people are giving really good reasons of why they, they're going to see caduceus's family that's good yeah mm. so i'm on board with that um after the end but I feel like visiting Caduceus family, it's going to be more just like a, hey, just making sure everything's all right. And then peacing yeah. out. Unless Matt is setting something up um, for the Blooming yeah. Grove. Like something goes down when they arrive. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like adding anything else to their 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 trough of shit they have to do right now is, is, is going to oh be, <laughs> you know, yeah. they already have so much on their plate adding something something else with the blooming grove is just gonna feel like overwhelming you say that but like three episodes ago it was like ice cross ice cross ice cross yeah and like True. we've had since then we've had like heist happy fun ball plane of fire like our first plane shift kind of in this regard uh, yeah it's a dash <laughs> nicodranas i feel like literally we could be 10 episodes away from them getting back to Isocross and there'll be like two mini arcs in that time span. Mm -hmm. Like, man. <laughs> I, nah. think I still need to go back and find the What the Sheet episode where we talked about how long we thought the campaign was going to go on for. Oh, uh, yeah. I think, I think Phil was in that episode, so we might be able to find it. Yes. And I, think... I think I said, a, I think I said like episode 150, maybe. I don't know. Are there any yeah, I was thinking like a hundred and seventy ish, yeah, hundred seventy, one hundred eighty. I was thinking. I need to try and find that. I want to. I want to. I think I wrote it down too somewhere, and then 
put it away for mm-hmm. safekeeping and completely forgot where that was. I think we kind of also came to the general consensus that it's campaign's probably ending this year. Maybe. Depending on, you know, if they have to go on a break again or, or what happens. It is March. But... So <laughs> Yeah. They do have true. a few months. Do we know if they're going to have a break over um Easter? I don't know if they have in the past, but I could imagine that a break is probably coming up because they've gone a little bit without having one they so might, far. It might not be specifically for Easter, but they have yeah. sometimes taken a week off. Um, I know because it always matches up with my holidays. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I can mm. watch live. They're like, we're taking a break. I'm like, Fuck. yeah. Um, yeah, I could see them having like a like a spring break. It, oh, is that around yeah. spring break for you guys? Yeah, yeah, that's around spring break. Yeah, I'm. I was just wondering. <laughs> yes, yeah, I could see it. We'll probably get a cliffhanger or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every episode is shaping up to end on a cliffhanger, and we have had some cliffhangers these past several episodes. It definitely doesn't do any favors for my heart and my anxiety. I'm sure many of you yeah. can relate. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Oh fun. But anyways. Do we have any other, oh gosh, do we have any other closing thoughts, feelings, emotions, theories, questions, concerns about this episode? There was a lot. This is a heavy episode yeah. at, at, at parts. But again, as I was saying, it's at least it's it's safe to assume that we're going to have a nice calm beat at the beginning of next episode to yeah. look forward to. The parent trap we've all been waiting for, we get to see Matthew Mercer flirt with himself, or hopefully... Well, as long as as long as they'll let us she she freaking did it she finally she did it it's like her main goal since yep. the start of the campaign find her dad and get them back together yep um mm-hmm. that's pretty and uh, i guess we do yeah as delta is saying we do have to worry about the dreams the dreams coming back i feel like they're due for a dream they're due for a dream another eye their third one i believe this would be Oh. Unless they start picking up. And they get Unless, pulled. yeah, and it's four. And... Oh, no. Oh, yeah, Huli's saying, I wonder if Caleb and Bo are out of sync now. Because Caleb got his long rest I, while Bo hasn't. I don't think they would be. I think it's probably, they're probably linked mm. in that regard. Yeah, that would make sense. But it's going to be a hard day for, you got to think it's going to be a hard day for Ford, Yasha, and Bo because they've gone from the sanatorium day. They've not slept since the start yeah. of the heist day. That's um, true. But they also haven't technically um, been awake as long as the rest of the party. True. Which is weird. True. Oh, wow. Yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. technically their day is still continuing at the same mm-hmm. amount of hours like they got up yeah, a few would have been hours anyways. Earlier. Yeah, then. yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Oh, it's just so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> oh yeah, we forgot to we have to talk about the message that Jester sent to Ford in the Happy Fun Ball. That was I I was watching that when I was subbing for a, a world history class today, and I was wa- it got to that part, and I I had to do everything in my power to not laugh out loud because that was yeah. so funny 
to me. And then like the slow motion relay of, of Ford's response. Yeah. Oh and, my God, and, I was and dying. And realization like they're being tortured. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah, that was really funny. Oh, I loved that. <laughs> Love that I loved it. Ooh, cool guy says if the eyes offer Caleb power to take take down Trent, what do you think he would do? I think he'd take it. I think he would take it too. I yep. One hundred percent. Yep. I think he's kind of even though we we talked about him maybe not necessarily feeling one hundred percent responsible for what happened this episode. He definitely doesn't like that it happened and he does have some guilt associated with it so i think this yeah. is like something he's got to fix um mm -hmm. like last episode he was talking about how they're they're an empire family we've got to keep you together and then yeah. this episode we see like them literally being burnt and dying so it's it, it's yeah trust it's, that none of that is lost on anyone it's yeah and it's terrifying because as as is tradition in all you know facets of storytelling power always comes with a price and so yeah. while caleb i think in the moment would be like yes give me this power so i can defeat trent what comes afterwards the price he then has to pay for that power is what i'm scared of mm. Um, mm. <laughs> all, all i'm hoping for is we get dark side caleb we get a dark side caleb arc that's what i want yeah, Liam's got to not make any more deals in D&D. &D. <laughs> it's too sad in the first campaign. I can't do it again. Oh, oh gosh, boy. my internet just hit a... My internet is hitting a spike. Uh-oh. It's hitting a lag spike. Uh-oh. I'm at zero. I'm at zero kilobytes. I think the stream died. Oh, oh no. are we back? back? Are we back? <laughs> I think that's a sign. Oh, it keeps oh, going no. to zero. Oh god! Oh my god! Now it shot up. Oh gosh! Let's wrap this up. Let's it's go. balancing out. Yeah, we gotta wrap this up. We gotta wrap it up. My internet is dying. My internet's dying. <laughs> the viewers are experiencing buffering. So hopefully, let's we'll we'll see. Looks like chat maybe isn't catching up. But anyways, <laughs> I will do my best to to wrap this up. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think we we hit all the points this episode um so i guess we'll we'll go ahead and I'll, I'll i'll try to i'll try to wrap this up hopefully hopefully chad is still here hopefully everyone's still here it looks like it's good it, looks it like does good. look like it's good um okay. so anyways i guess with all that being said we can go ahead and call this one a wrap as always thank you all so much for for joining us this evening this was a this was a a, a hefty a hefty episode this was a big one mm um i hope everyone is processing it and handling it well um and recovering after after the traumatic experience that we all experienced this episode yeah um no oh my goodness andre with the 20 dollars. thank you so much oh my thank God. you so much you are amazing andrea you are the amazing one here thank you thank you so much wow. thank you thank you oh wow it looks like chat is super delayed after, after all that <laughs> stuff but that's fine that's fine um i just want to give a quick shout out to all of our wonderful expositors in chat all of the members that i have huge shout out to andrea scully gully elliot blau robert overcast delta blaze nice dungeon masters den sid mac mac isaac dangerous wonder 
Knight Halser, Sudo Nim, Amanda Goodwin, Aveline, Melody Stark, and I believe that is that are all of the expositors. Thank you all so much. Thank you to our first members of the channel. Thank you so much. Um, so yeah, thank you everyone who joined us in chat. Thank you, Skechers Jessbook, for finally being able to watch this live. Um, you create such amazing, amazing videos for the community. Um, so keep keep being awesome. Yeah, thank you all so much for joining us in chat. Thank you all so much to everyone who's going to be watching this on YouTube or Spotify or on Anchor or wherever this podcast may find itself to you. Uh, no Hit Dice Heroes this weekend, correct? No, no. Uh, next weekend we will be back with our fighting pit, which will be really exciting. Yes. So check out Hit Dice Heroes. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter, you'll see when we're streaming next and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Hope to see you all there. And so, with all that being said, I hope you all have an absolutely wonderful rest of your morning, day, evening, wherever you may be on this glorious earth. Remember to always love yourself and love each other as we do as well. And we'll see you all next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.